0: Good morning everybody, hope you're having a nice walk with a smile on your face listening to this podcast. If you're not though, what are you doing? Are you in bed listening? Get up, wake up, let's get going. Uh, today I want to talk about, first of all, we've had the nutrition stuff, so with Dr. P, please listen to the Q&A nutrition, we cover that. So I'm going to talk about diet culture, the stress response, how this ties together, how we need to be aware of it. This is the real danger we're in, right? So diet culture... Basically, extreme dieting for weight loss. They need you to be insecure to make money. So, these companies need to play on your insecurities and they need to keep you in that loop. That's how it works, right? It's all about attention. The person that can say the most crazy clean-off thing about weight loss, whatever, will get your attention and then they'll give you some nonsense science. Then you believe it and you buy into it, right? This is what happens. So, now it's getting more extreme and more extreme, more extreme and the more extreme... They get the crazier the claims and the crazier the camp get and it just is complete divide, right? And the problem as well is like a lot of these people on who do podcasts and stuff like for example, Jay Shetty, right? Used to really like Jay Shetty. Then realized this guy will bring absolutely anyone on his podcast to chat absolute nonsense and won't even question anything. They're saying he brought that medical medium guy on to say the celery juice diet was magical and all this stuff. Cure cancer and all this. I was like, Jay, mate, You can't call yourself the number one pod health podcast when you let some random bloke come on like that chat absolute nonsense and just go wow that's interesting and then bulletproof coffee remember that nonsense putting fat in your coffee and there was like all his health benefits you know these people will do anything for views right so anyone that can bring them an audience a new audience and they'll get views they don't care they let them say whatever they want that um that other guy that people like is a steven or whatever his name is you know Got uh, episodes of people, and I'm sure it's the our podcast is class. But one, one I saw him post about podcast Matt Hancock, Matt Hancock to spout his propaganda about how he didn't do mistakes when he was in number ten, and he said he did it for love. And Stephen even said in one of the things like, "Oh yeah, um, yeah, we it was heated. It was one heated moment in that chat. One heated moment." He was the reason why so many people died in the first part of COVID. Nedgel and everything. What an idiot. And you've let him come on and lie about it. And basically make himself out trying to rebrand himself. Just so you can get the views for it. You didn't come at him at all. You rip people out like of bits. If you're going to ever bring someone like that on, you actually just tear them down and completely ruin them. In my opinion. Because you can't let someone like that come back in. You know? the And it, this is what the world we're living in. The world we're living in is, who can get us views? Who can be extreme? Who can say stuff that sounds about right? Who can get people talking, engagement and all that? And that's the world we live in. And it stresses us out because there's so much nonsense going around, new nonsense going around. You're stressed out about it. We're stressed out about it. It's all stressy out there. What is the truth? What's the reality? And then diet culture there, keep you insecure. And it's just a perfect storm of what sounds right, Diet culture pulling you in with diet plans, yo-yos. People making you feel bad for it. And then you have some people who give good information on on social, but then there's no support to, along with this. Just Instagram posts, and it's like, okay, an Instagram post is great, but like, you know, where's the support after that? What are we gonna do? So that's kind of the situation we're in. But actually, what is happening when we put a stress response on? This is the important stuff. So there's a book called. Why Zebras Don't Get Ulcers by Robert Sapolsky. Brilliant Sanford professor. um, Just unbelievable scientist. Unbelievable. His book's amazing. It's really big. (laughs) Like, it'll take you ages to read it, but it's such a good book on stress. And I'm going to read some parts out of it now so you can understand what's going on. And in this understanding, we see what we can do about it. Right? So, we need to understand that there's very complex intertwining Biology, emotions, feelings, thoughts, everything reflects, and our bodies, obviously, can be impacted massively by our feelings and thoughts and how we all interact with each other. So we know that we can think ourselves ill, right? This is this is proven, we can do this, okay? So he says, for animals like zebras, the most upsetting things in life are acute physical crisis, crises. So the stuff happens, shot him, like, a few minutes. So, you are that zebra, a lion has just leapt out in front of you, ripped your stomach open, you've managed to get away and now you've spent the next hour evading the lion as it continues to stalk you. And then after that, it just goes back to eating grass basically, forgets about it. Humans though, we live long enough, well enough and smart enough to generate all sorts of stress events, stress events purely in our heads. Think about this now. We can experience wildly strong emotions provoking our bodies into an accompanying uproar linked to mere thoughts. Two people can sit facing each other, doing nothing more than physically, nothing more physically strenuous than moving little pieces of wood now and then. Yet this can be an emotionally taxing event. Chest grandmasters during their tournaments can place metabolic demands on their bodies that begin to approach those of athletes during the peak. Of a competitive event. Or a person can do nothing more exciting than sign a piece of paper if she has just signed the order to fire a hated rival after months of plotting and maneuvering. Her psychological responses might be shockingly similar to those of a Savannah baboon who has just lunged and slashed the face of a competitor. And if someone spends months on end twisting his innards in anxiety, anger, and tension over some emotional problem, this may very well lead to illness. For the vast majority of beasts on this planet, stress is about short-term crisis after which it's either over with or you're over with. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Um, A large body of evidence suggests that stress-related diseases emerge predominantly out of the fact that we often activate a physiological system that has evolved for responding to acute physical emergencies, but we turn it on for months on end, worrying about mortgages, relationships, and promotions. And a stressor is anything in the outside world that knocks you out of homeostatic balance and the stress response is what your body does to re-establish that balance. So a stressor can be also the anticipation of that happening. Right? So zebras and lions may, be, may, may see trouble coming in the next minute and mobilize a stress response in anticipation but they can't get stressed about events far in the future. Can't? It's not possible. So we're thought to do that. And But when we get into a physiological uproar and activate the stress response for no reason at all or over something we cannot do anything about, we call it things like anxiety, neurosis, paranoia and needless hostility. Thus the stress response can be mobilised not only in response to physical or psychological insults but also in expectation of them. Damn, guys, so we can really do some damage with what we we do, can we, with our thoughts and our emotions. It can make us sick. Um, What's ideal under basal conditions is different than during stress, something central to allostatic thinking. Um, Yeah, so so basically what happens is you get stressed. The muscles need energy right now. The most readily readily utilised form rather than stored away some in your fat cells for some building project next spring. One of the hallmarks of the stress response is a rapid mobilisation of energy from storage sites and the inhibition of further storage. Glucose and the simplest forms of proteins and fats can pour in, out of your fat cells, liver and muscles all to st- stoke. Whichever muscles are struggling to save your neck. Thus, during stress, digestion is stopped. There isn't enough time to derive this energetic benefits from slow process of ad- digestion. So why waste energy on it? You have better things to do than digest breakfast when you're trying to avoid being someone's lunch. The same thing goes for growth and reproduction. Both expensive, optimistic things to be doing when your body, uh, with your body. Guys, so basically. We can think a stress response as bad as a physical one happening that can nearly kill us. Um, and that's why we need to really look at our thoughts and be aware of them and not actually take them seriously because we going on the scales, it could cause a stress response. Thinking about going on the scales can cause a stress response. That of the level of you trying to escape danger in the physical world that back in the day meant you had to get mobilized energy into your legs and run so we think of it from this perspective is actually crazy when we allow our thoughts to just do this to ourselves we allow our thoughts to catastrophize we allow ourselves to basically let our thoughts run away create really intense emotions those intense emotions create more thoughts we turn on our stress response we do this three five six seven times a day and then we're wondering Oh, why don't I? Why do I feel? Why do I feel lethargic? Why do I feel I don't have any energy? Why am I so bloated? Why am I not losing weight? And it's like, look at what you've just done to your body. You have essentially forced it to turn off all the goodness of basically the growth, muscle growth, being in balance. And you've said to it, "Red alert! Red alert!" Many times a day. Stop everything. Let's get, we need to get going, run away, stop building muscle, stop digestion, you know, all the stuff, stop creating that protective layer in the stomach, which if you keep turning that on and off, you're gonna get a stomach ulcer. Um, this huge demand of energy, because it is like an all out last ditch attempt to basically save your life. And doing this many times a day, this wasn't designed for that purpose. So, how many times are you turning on your stress response a day? is the question, the real question is, how many times are you turning on? Are you letting a bit of gossip turn on? Again, this can do it. You can get into someone's gossip, it's like, I can't believe someone said this to me, and you go, oh my God, that bitch. And then all of a sudden you're in a heated, oh my God, I can't believe it. No, no, I just can't, I can't believe it. No, this is, and you, you wind yourself up for no reason at all, and you you're stressing for someone else, and you don't realize the danger you've just done to your own body, you know? And we need stillness. And we can't be still in stress. Stress is the opposite of still. Psychological stress, made up stress in the mind, the same as the physical stress. The body doesn't know the difference. That's a key thing to understand here, right? Very key things to understand. I think as well, like, knowing the danger, like I said, knowing the danger of your your diet and you see the danger, wow, that is really bad for me. I need to stop doing it. Oh, I've, I'm stopping to do it, same as stress, wow, I see the issue with stress, and turning our stress response on, really, really bad for me, really, really bad, I see, I need, I need to work on it, instantly, it's like I need to stop doing silly stress response, yeah, you know, there's books in this, you know, Mark Manson's got a book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, kind of concept of not giving F's about stuff, and that's kind of the same thing, you know, stop turning your stress on for everything, You know, stoicism is about it, like being, not not showing no emotion, and not taking your emotions and hiding them away, but observing emotions, and then giving yourself a few seconds, or even longer than that, to respond in the way you want to, as opposed to letting emotions cause whirlwinds inside the body. Because you can feel a, a flush of emotion, and you can watch it, and that's it. But you can take emotions and turn them into something. You can turn them into a massive reaction, of course. And then that reaction itself will make even more problems. Does that make sense? So when you see weight, when you see other people, this comparison and all this stuff, it's causing the stress response to turn on, guys. We need to stop doing it. So, what are we gonna do? You're gonna put a smile on your face right now, obviously. You're gonna be, you know, you're gonna be hopefully you're not stressed about the voice, when no, someone was stressed take a few deep breaths, you know, going on walks can help with stress, looking after our health, making sure we're not lying to ourselves food we do not think that reduces stress, not doing too, much, too many workouts, having a good balance, you know, helping with stress, being mindful, being aware of our thoughts, not letting all the little stuff get to you, you don't have to turn everything into a problem, you know, or someone says something to you, yeah, happy days, mate, if you knew everything about me, you'd say even worse things, so, you know, go away, you know? There's a quote, I think Marcus really says, someone says like, oh, someone's speaking bad of you. And he's like, well, if he's only saying that about me, he doesn't know know half of it, you know? And it's like, so what? People talk, gossip, all this stuff, what can we do? Nothing, outside of our control. Let's not let it impact us. Let's see the danger of yo-yo dieting. Let's see the danger of the stress response on all the time. If we can take care of these two things, your life will be transformed. Think of a lower stress life, free from food, prison, free from other people's opinions and stuff causing you to stress, free from all the small stuff causing you to stress. Everything's come back, back in. We focus on what's in our control, which is our voluntary actions. What are gonna do next? That's in our control. We make it a good positive move. move and we work one day at a time. And this is life changing. Stress kills more people than we would know about probably. Um, it's just crazy, is Just crazy. It's like an all-out defense, basically. An all-out attack, whatever you want to call it. Um, and it's just overused in the modern world. So, yeah, that's a little overview on stress, guys. I thought, uh, I thought I'd share it with you because I think it's important to understand it. If you want to know more about it, pick the book up. It's called Why Zebras Don't Get Elsers. It's a bit science-heavy, but just bear with it and you learn. learn. Um, take today now, track your macros, gay steps in. I'm going to share a breathwork class. Uh, in the group that you can do it's about 30 minutes long it's really good to learn some breathwork work stuff uh, feeling stressed bring yourself into the present moment all this stuff and yeah let's live today let's not give a single F about anything today apart from stuff that really really matters and we know what those things are so let's not give any F's today that's your task and let's see how much of a better day more chilled day you have where you haven't been shaking with stress and you're going to live a much better life so guys see you in the radio and speak to you tomorrow.